This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ladies and gentlemen, for one night only, we are joined by this special man who's normally invisible the one and only omar hello how are you mate i'm all right i'm good i'm good mate i'm good it feels it it feels like a return to the beginning mate it feels like how we were do you know what i mean this is this is how we started well it was sort of it, it it's that's how it started <laughs> <laughs> i just want to go on a limb and say and try and claim this friday night live was something i coined back in the day so hey we're back today mate you sent me to the shop to get a pint of milk took me a little while but i'm back now anyway let's <laughs> <laughs> i'm about to play style put me back thank you <laughs> good evening one and all welcome to another edition of that friday night uh, that friday night show live show in um that Millwall podcast uh, my name is Mickey. Um, over that way is Omar. Down there is Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. Evening, chaps. Mickey. Can't hear you, mate. You're on mute, I think. Okay. Oh, I <laughs> You're not. And down there is Benjamin. How you doing, Ben? Evening, fellas. I'm getting pelters from the panelists. Yeah, I just (laughs) thought, you know, we'll go as we mean to go on. Um, Yes, we'll get to all your comments in a minute. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Uh, Spineless, gutless, useless, not the mill I know. Yeah, but he's back tonight, so um, let's leave off the abuse for now. bit (laughs) early to start that instantly, do you know what I mean? Um, Right. What the order of the show tonight then is, um, we've got a special bit about halfway through. Um, I'm gonna show you a a super goal really from um, a young lad who plays for the Millwall um, youth team. Um, you probably saw me communicating with his dad on Twitter. Um, I'll tell you a bit about him, and then um, and then if people want to follow his journey, I'll put up um, details to be able to do that. Give you a rundown on that, and that'll be about halfway through. Uh, second half, obviously, we are always going to be talking about um, Glenn, the Coventry boys, already in the comments. We'll come to that in a little bit, fella. Um, second half, obviously, we're going to be talking about our game tomorrow at the Den, which is obviously Sunderland, which is visiting um, probably at the best time, really, for them to be visiting because they've got no fucking strikers. But we'll come to that in a bit. Uh, this first half. Because I've got three of the best football brains 
of the podcast. And what I want to do, well, everyone knows fucking it ain't me. So, you know, let's not fucking <laughs> pretend, you know what I mean? Um, until I start doing the, our newest show. So, yeah. So, um, everyone's moaning about Edwards, which I think's madness. And I think some people need to give their heads a wobble, to be fair, as quoting Ben's tweet from the other day. Um, three games in, he's inherited pretty much a, a Harris and a um, Rowett team, which is pretty much strong, very strong defensively set up and, and, and minded players to a degree. Um, good evening, Alex. I think Alex Gidley is, is the lad. I think, did you not do the remembrance a couple of years ago? I think that's the same thing. It might be different, but still hang on. Um, I want to talk about what you guys think is probably our best formations, uh, where you think we can use the benefit of the players we've got currently and where you think what. And also, I'm interested to see the players who you think potentially would be our best format within that formation, who would be our best starting eleven. Um, so there will be a few tricks. And then obviously, what did... What did Joe Edwards mean by the other day when he said, you know, it's just basic skills, basic footballing skills, and uh, and then we go from there. So, um, yeah, it is the same fella. The first year when Bomber was there and it went mad on that um, cold blow lane lens. So, uh, yeah. Um, Ken, I'm totally with you. Give Joe a card. Let's just quickly go on there and just double check what the panel is. If not, we'll remove them. Um, Omar, thoughts on Edwards? In general, or in every sense, obviously the, the gazing needs time. That's, that's a fact. There we go. Um, yeah, no, exactly. That's that's a stone cold fact. I mean, it's three games. I, you say everyone's written them off. I, I've not seen. I see you always get the same negativity online on Twitter after a game, um, whether the result is like you know win or lose, there'll be someone that finds some negativity. To be honest, but I think obviously being there Wednesday. <laughs> It was a hard pill to swallow. It's almost like the players will talk about that. Obviously, more detail, I'm sure, in a bit. But it felt like they were set up, trying to to you know more count, try and be aware of the opposition for the first time. Um, obviously, we came off the back of a three 0 defeat against Coventry, which you can understand. Um, obviously, a bit more caution, perhaps change of formation, change of shape. But Edwards needs time. He's obviously got clear ideas of what he wants to do, um, and I think he obviously wants to try and implement a style of play that doesn't really befit a lot of our players, and that's not news to us. So he needs time. He needs a couple of windows to get his team in, and I just guest appeared on a Sunderland BBC radio show earlier, and I said, you know, this season is consolidating now. And we came with all aspirations, but let's be honest, new manager now in charge. He needs time, and that's all we're going to have to give him. And there will be highs, like Sheffield Wednesday, a massive high, but there will be lows, I think, once we're going through this stage. I think you're probably right there. I think that's pretty free. Um We'll go to you next then, Stephen. Yeah, look. I think you're always going to get the negativity. You're always going to get... I mean, I saw a ridiculous comment that um, someone said that the board and Berylson should come out and say that they got it wrong with Edwards and go and appoint someone else. It's three games. Like Omar, I was there on Wednesday. That first half was tough to watch. It was a brutal lesson in a team that are on the up, a team that... Um, know exactly what they're doing week in, week out. They, their movement was spot on. Their passing was crisp. And we just couldn't really lay a glove on them, to be honest with you. It, 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 if 
if they really had tried it, it could have been any score. Um, interesting, you, you said earlier, Mickey, and I, I just was looking it up, that um, some of the players that are in this squad have played under Rower and Harris. There's seven that have yeah. now played for three different managers during uh, the last sort of four or five years. Um, I think we all know who they are. And you just wonder if, um, again, we'll probably come on to this. I think a few of them on 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 Wednesday look like they, they may not last too long under this manager, which we probably knew anyway. Um, but there might be a few more that, that are a more recent acquisition to... Um, to follow out the door but it is too early to judge it's too early to judge edwards it really really is no i totally agree with you there so yeah ben you've been quite vocal over twitter over the last couple of days yeah I, only because even I think... though no one can see your fucking tweets because you're private but yeah you've been busy <laughs> for anyone that's following me they can yeah look, I, I just think follow ben underscore green yeah get me moaning about people moaning um <laughs> Yeah, I just think we were all pissed off with the result and how we played in that first half hour, 40 minutes. But to be pointing fingers, Edwards saying it's his fault. We knew there was going to be a transition period. We knew there was going to be a complete change in play style or, or certainly an implementation of what he wanted to wants us to do. And as, as Stephen said, Ipswich are very well drilled, very well coached. They're second in the league for a reason. Um, really good side. I don't think we would have got anything there if Edward in charge for five years, let alone five weeks or whatever it's been. So, uh, yeah, I just think some of the, the comments were unwarranted towards Edwards. I think there needs to become a point where we just go, Has is the squad at a, at a point now where it needs refreshing? We need better players to implement the style that he wants and we just need to start realising that we've probably overachieved for a while. Um, so yeah, I, w- I was pissed off. I was pissed off with the result, the way we played. I was pissed off with what I'd seen. But let's be positive going into tomorrow. I think I don't want to be negative, Dan, for tonight's show. No, that's <laughs> fine. I'll tell you what I will do quickly while you while you're on. I mean, on. I mean, Glenn obviously is a commentary fan who watches the show pretty much religiously each week, which is great. I don't, you know, it's great. He's on the championship group. But there's a question there which I'll ask you, which, and again, if you want to get in the comments, do so. Um, But who impressed you more between the two teams, between Coventry or Ipswich? I would have said pretty much personally, my view would be Ipswich because they looked more as a team and Coventry purely because of their one player who just ripped um, Murray and Newarsal pretty much. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, I don't think we could lay a glove on Ipswich, personally. I think they stopped playing, and that's why we, we managed to get a goal um, in the second half. Coventry, whilst that Sakamoto was very good, um, and they had some good players, we did have chances in that game. Um, we did create, what, 14 chances? I'm not saying that they weren't all on target, and I know that. Um, and it's not, you know, it's no disrespect to anyone else in the league, but if Ipswich could continue and don't get injuries i get your money on them to to stay in that top two in, in my opinion i think i agree yeah. with you as well though honestly i do, i think with that with ipswich like they just stopped us for from the first minute but i do think a bit of that was how we went into the game and the players as well it's kind of they walked on that pitch a bit defeated before the game started it felt like they gave them too much respect because mm-hmm. they're top of the league they're up there it felt like the players are like we're, we're in for a hiding today we're in for a long game 
I don't know if that's, you know, I doubt that comes from the manager. But obviously, even Edwards said after the game, he was surprised at what he saw from the players because they just shriveled from it, you know. And we've all travelled up there to watch that Wednesday. And it was embarrassing, but equally so, Ipswich were top, top, top. And I think with Coventry, they had a game plan, executed it superbly. And Mark Robbins is the manager there and he's a brilliant manager that, you know, can set his teams up to do that kind of performance. I'll change it up. I'll say Coventry then. I, I do like Coventry. We spoke about it on our previous you know. So, I, yeah, I yeah. like them. They're a good side. I've seen them a few times and I just, I like everything they do there. I like Mark Robbins. I think he's top draw. How he ain't been, how he hasn't been looked at for a bigger job. I'd say bigger job. No disrespect to Coventry, but a bit of maybe a Premier League side. I think he, yeah, I think he is top draw. And I felt like with Coventry having watched the full game back, that it was a bit like a boxer and we were just gassing ourselves out and they just knew what we were going to do. Let us have the ball. We weren't really, I know we had chances, but yeah, I, I like Coventry. I, I do think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll go on their silly run again now. I Something what you just said there, Ben, which I, I agree with. I think that the problem under Rowett was that his systems he played exposed our players because he was playing pretty much the same formation, the same team week in, week out. And I think what he's done is he's exposed us last season and teams were starting to undo us. And now this season, people know that Murray is probably a couple of yards off, off what he was. Cooper, as is hitting miss days, and if you take it to Cooper some days, he's not necessarily really there. Hutch is very injury prone. Leonard again, you know, when he's when he's fit, he's un, you know he is unplayable in some places. But he's just, you know, and Longman, I've got no idea of Longman. I think Longman is just, you know, um, if you want to say maybe maybe a wage thief to a degree. Um, he doesn't seem interested. I mean, I'll read you some comments in a minute from um, the whole a whole fan I spoke to does a whole show. Who, who pretty much said similar um, with Mickey, him, but yeah. Mickey, with the yeah, sorry, with the point about Rowett and his and this team, I joke about it, but I think he set that team up knowing the limitations of the players we had. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at Murray Wallace and okay, but you know, it, you play him left side centre half or left wing back with three defenders behind him to what someone else to mop up his mistakes or mop up, you know, that formation was quite negative at times. I think one of the comments there from John said, I think the right star hit the lack of quality. Going forward, absolutely, we wouldn't have won 4-0 on Wednesday on the road, but we probably still would have kept a clean sheet and drawn 0-0. Like, with Rowett's team, it was, this is the limitations of our, of our team. Maybe we to try and get more different players in, you know, Charlie Creswell last season, for example, and I think Creswell's been mentioned already, but I think that is a priority this, this January if we can get him because he's not getting games. But, I think Rarit knew the limitations of the sides and that was why he set up in a certain way. And mm. with that, then I think, you know, you then you don't get a, a, such a good fo- a quality force going forward. But Edwards is now, I'm the new manager, we're going to do this. And then that's why we're getting ripped to shreds like against Coventry on, on Saturday. So really what John Parr says there is pretty much what you're saying is that, uh, that Rarit's style just hid, hid the lack of the quality in the team. It hid the quality going forwards. SA... Mm-hmm. Players like that not getting the side, but it made us hard to beat, and also didn't allow Cooper to ch- pass the ball twenty times in his own half. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was. We want that going forward. That's clear with Edwards, but that's going to be a process, which is why we're you know saying we've got to stick with him and let this ride it out. I, I also think on that, just to follow up, where you say that 
Rowett, the, the quality was hidden. Before last season, he also had Jed Wallace. So Jed Wallace covered up for, I mean, we all knew, you know, with Jed Wallace FC and all of that, but we all knew that he would create something for us and more often than not, he did. So he had cover in an attacking sense, you know, Jed left. I don't want to use the term lucky because I don't think 32 goals between two players is lucky. But last season, he had two players that were at the, their absolute best, really, in terms of numbers, um, which, again, hid the... We all know if Fleming and Bradshaw didn't score, no one else did. So yeah. he, he had that to fall back on. And then this season, Bradshaw and Fleming hasn't clicked. Nisbet's been in the side, injured out the side. No one else has contributed apart from Wes Arden, and he couldn't get a game under Rowett. So... It's it's not just the fact that he's hidden attacking players. He's had players at their absolute best. Yeah. And when you lose it, what have you got? You're spot on because even if you look at even the Sheffield Wednesday game, the goal was a team goal, collective build-up play to it. Whereas last season, Bradshaw gets Norwich sticks in the memory where he's the Moose gets his shot away, good finish. Fleming away to Stoke. It's all fashioned from their own individual brilliance. Whereas mm. with Edwards, you can see we're moving to that. And I think that's the exciting part, but we've just got to hold on to that when we're going through this shit spell at the minute. And I think it is just a shit spell at the minute. I don't think Edwards is going to allow this to go because I think what you need is is maybe one of the, um, what is it, a sports psychiatrist or a sports therapist, whatever it is, where they just need to get in the red because they seem to just, when they go down one, they seem to drop their heads too much. I mean, again, something what Edwards said the other day, but we just need to, to think, well, it's only one goal, it's not over, let's go get that goal back. And I think that mentality needs to come back in the team because I don't think what someone, I think it was Chris earlier, put on, you know, that the problem is at the moment, we seem to have a, a, a gutless lot of players who just want, want to be the victim and just go, oh, well, they've scored. No, they've scored, but you've still got X amount of minutes left, even if they scored in the 85th minute you still got, you know, the time left to go back out and score another goal. Benjamin? Yeah, and I think just going back to Edwards' comments, I don't think it's just about timing of when the goals go in. It's the nature of the goals as well. I mean, the first two that Ipswich scored were Sunday league level defending. Like, we've let the cross come in so easy. That's fine. But then we've got to try and deal with that. We don't. It then drops to the edge of the box. No one's closed it down. He's, he's able to shift it, I think it was onto his left foot, and he stuck it in the corner. It was just like, it was. It weren't one thing, it was two, three. I know everyone said about the second ball, it was almost four sort of little passages that we could have done better. The second goal, out of has got a free header from 15 yards out with no one near him. And it was just like, I think, yeah, it's just things like that. And we we have been known, whilst we've been pragmatic, hard to beat, we've been, we were up. We're a hard-working, honest side. And I think that's what would have upset well, all of us, but Joe the most, because we didn't show any of those qualities the other night. And I think that's the thing. He did look... Uh, uh, in in the two, three conference, three post-match, obviously, the, the win and the two losses, I do think that he's very honest in his response. Um, he looked absolutely pissed off. I mean, if you watched the last one after Ipswich, I mean, he looked as if he wanted to you know, jab Max in the face, mate. It was like, you know, why the fuck are you asking me these questions sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? He he wasn't happy at all. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to have to wait and see where we are with it. But going for, I mean, 
Dale's put in on there. He said, we're playing much better football under Edwards, trying to implement a completely different type of football with a Rarick-type Harris squad. Won't work. Needs to be given a chance in January, bringing in his own players. I take it you boys probably agree with that. I do. To say yeah. something on January, don't expect wholesale changes. It's the worst That's window. That's exactly mm. it. It's, it's the worst window to go and get players full stop, mm-hmm. let alone players that are going to improve us. We've spent money in the summer. How much budget yeah. do we have? So there's mm. a number of factors, but January transfer window is not one where we're going to go and make five, six signings. I'd expect us to probably go and make two or three maybe loan signings. That'll be it. I think I, so. If we get anyone, again, you want to buy players now that are going to improve us and they're going to have quality. No player is going to let their best players go for cheap or players that we can afford in January. Well, interesting question and too, all- then, right? So, like, so what do you guys think about this one? He's obviously changing the style of play quite rapidly. I think he is, personally, anyway. Um, yeah. And so, with that, is it good that he's doing that because this is how we're going to play from the get-go? Or should it be, let's get results, then start to implement that? Because there is that fear, isn't there? If we keep trying to do this, look at Burnley and the company. They keep trying and trying and trying, and he's being stubborn and not changing it up. But do we need to change it up and get some results? But it's I, just, what do you guys think? I think, and... This is, again, um, I, I was tweeting about this the other day. When he took the job and the way it was all positioned and where we were and things like that, we were, we were obviously not doing very well, but we were had a comfortable gap between us and the bottom three. And it was a case of, right, we're going to change the process. We're going in this direction now. If the teams at the bottom of the league do pick up some points and the gap does start to dwindle, and I think it's now down to seven points, that's when you can't just keep trying to play this style of football and hope that it's going to click into gear because whilst you've got the buffer great you you could potentially try and and introduce but you know i'll I'll use adam malachi as an example i said and i've said it a couple of times now he can't do any worse than what murray wallace against um last week against uh, Coventry and Longman and Wallace's combination down that left-hand side against Ipswich. He cannot do any worse, but you can't put him in in a game if you're going coming up against QPR and they're two points behind you. You can't you can't put him in uh, under that that kind of pressure. So there has to be a little bit of there has to be a little bit of thought process behind what we're trying to do here because if we can get a little bit of a gap, great, do what you want, but pick up some points along the way because if you don't, you could be in trouble. I mean, on what you said there, I mean, Alex has come back and said, I just think we've been naive thinking we can convert players into a forward-thinking ball-playing players in the short term. There needs to be a bridging tactics until we get the right players in. Pretty much what you said there, isn't it? I keep saying it to Ben as well. I think we said the Sheffield Wednesday over and over again. I just hope he doesn't reinvent the wheel. Don't, don't reinvent the wheel overnight. Like, you know, it's going to be a process. But I don't think he is. I, you can see what he's trying to do. And I didn't mind Coventry. It's just we were so exposed at the back that that was the the underlying thing from it. But you can see what we're trying to do. And if we start the games positively like we did on Saturday last week, we might go in front in games and then it's a different storyline there. But that's 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 it. You know, we need to take them chances when they come to you as well. Yeah, no, I, we, we, we're not saying it isn't Cole. You know, 3-0 against Leeds, 3-0 against Swansea. Um, you know, the, the, the big score lines have been there pretty much throughout this season. Hence, one of the reasons why Rowett decided to, you know, enough's enough whether or not he left or pushed or, or whatever. Mutual uh, consent um, seems to be the the in word. Um, but what you mentioned about Burnley, I think the problem is with Burnley is that Burnley thought they were going to be able to go in the Prem and play pretty much how they played in the Championship. And unfortunately, what it has shown is the 
the vast difference between the Premiership and the Championship, that the style and what will make you a world beater in the Championship will make you easily beatable in the Premiership. That's it, because that's my point. Because if you look at Brentford, Brentford don't play the same way they did in the Championship. Brentford and Championship would be that pass inside. They're a bit more direct now and they have a bit more about them going forward. Mm. Teams mix it up, you know, and they do, like, when they need results, you you know, you, you have to change it. Thankfully, our situation is not as, as much toxic as it is at Birmingham City, because I don't see Rooney lasting until probably February at this point, because that is a toxic situation up there. But And that's that's fine. But I think with us, it's like, it's, it's just got to be just patience on that on our on our side of things. But also, I think from the manager, from Joe Edwards or the head coach, should I say he, he needs to also really kind of not try to do, change too much too quickly because we have got good players in there and we all see it. But it's got to be done over time and also be able to grind some results out when we need them. Well, just have, have, have we got good players? Honestly, yeah. I, I don't mean that disrespectfully. Is it because we've overachieved? We've performed well under Rowett? Have we got a good side? How many of the players in our starting eleven do you think would get in most other championship sides? Well, I don't think and, it's that many. I think and three, fo- maybe. Al- I was going to say, as a follow up to that, as a follow up to that, what makes our? Can I just say one thing? Good. Stephen, why do you keep repeating yourself? <laughs> Am I? Not not repeating is in. You're saying one word. You're saying like the opening bit twice. Unless that's me. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Sorry. All right. Okay. <laughs> now that he's going to be conscious the rest of the show. No, I, have, I have no idea what I'm... I might just leave. Stage fright's going to come in here. <laughs> what makes our what makes our players good players, and and how many of them realistically in our squad are good players at this level? Well, I don't want to take on the chat, but everyone's going for Zian Fleming tonight. And I, for one, I think one of them said he's disinterested, not looking at... If he, if you're chasing the ball for 90 minutes, like we did on on Wednesday night, I could forgive him for looking disinterested. I could, you know, he's having a, he's taking a, he's having a hard time there. And a lot of people saying he needs to drop him. He's a, he's a quality footballer. And it's not even just a sense of, okay, maybe it doesn't fit into the style under Rari at times. And it was individual brilliance at, at times as well. But... You watch him play football and he is playing like there's there's a Christmas tree's passing. He reads the game very well. You need to we need to build this team around him. And there's no exceptions in my mind to it. And I don't want to take the chat on on my first show back <laughs> on the live. But you know, we need to not like abuse these players or like get onto these players. We need to be backing these players because these are the players that are gonna win us games and we need to win games at the minute. I I have to say I I can't I can't agree with I, I agree with partly the fact that there you can tell that he does read the game. You you can see him trying to trying things. But when you're in a position that we are and we're struggling and we're clearly, you know, you you need your top player or your so-called top players to be performing, to be at the front of everything good that we do. How many times do we see Zian Fleming try and do a little back heel or a little flick and a little thing? That, and it's kind of like, just do the basics, make, just keep the ball, create a chance. Don't try anything out of the ordinary. And I, I, I put it in our chat the other day that um, I'm, I'm starting to lose patience with him. And I wouldn't be against, if Edwards was to drop him, I wouldn't, I, a part of me now is thinking I wouldn't be against it. 
I see the arguments of Brigesse in instead. I, I do. I can support that, but I'd want both in the side because you watch them play. Technically, they're very, very good footballers, and I, I think you need to play to their strengths. Like Sheffield Wednesday away, Fleming was. I felt at times going forward key to a lot of things we were doing, and I felt like also at Coventry, there's moments in the game where like you you can see what he's trying to do. And I feel like Edwards is trying to put that through him as well, but. I do take your point, but I do, I do agree with what everyone's saying. Like, you know, there's been times where he's not been that great, but I think he is an option up front. I think there's a comment just coming just there as well. I do actually think if you have Fleming leading the line, I think he can offer a lot more than Bradshaw and Nisbet are at the moment, to be honest with you. I Sorry, think Fleming's got far more of a play. No, I agree with you, but I'm, I'm at that point now where I think we need Fleming up front. And... He's got more of a presence. He's good in the air. He's put he put on weight from last year as in strength. He's bulked up. He can hold it up with his back to goal. And I was actually trying to think how many times do we see Fleming thread those passes in between a fullback and a, and a centre half? Yeah, how many times do you see killer pass? You don't. And that's what you want a number 10 to do. So I just think just get him as high up the pitch as we can where he can affect it. Where if it drops to him in the box or around the 18 yard box, he's he's probably gonna be up there. <clears throat> Best finisher, right? So this, I'm up there now. I think get him up top. Mr. Nate is has raised a, a a very good point there. Is that you you can't really afford to drop him because you never know when he's going to turn up and have a game, do you? Well, here's one though. If it was Jed Wallace, do you know who Mr. Nate is? By the way, with the way I, that you both of you just smiled, then no idea, no. Oh. But what I'm trying to get at is instead is like with Jed, if it was Jed Wallace, because Jed Wallace runs around and he gives his all the whole time, we'd cut him slack when he has bad games. Because Fleming doesn't necessarily do that, we're all quick to get on his back. And that is the typical Millwall fan thing to do. And I'm the same with it and guilty of it too at games. And I'm not excusing, and I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. But I think it, there is something in that where if it is, because it's Fleming and he's, you know, he's a different type of footballer and he's, he's not, you know, he's a technically different kind of player we're used to seeing it then, we're quick to get on their backs. But these players are capable of the moment of magic we need to win the games, I feel, I feel like. And you need to get to support them and try and get the best out of them. Because otherwise, Can I... who else we got? Can you say about who? I'll... Who else is a good player, uh, Stephen, as well, though, that we've got that could get in any other championship side? Fleming's one of them, surely. Yeah, it has to be. And Denora. Uh, uh, on, on current form, I don't think Fleming is. There's a comment that one, I think... The, yeah, the the Birmingham, has... yeah, the Birmingham fan has just posted this, which is, hi, John. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, he's watched the last couple of shows and he and he likes it. Good calling. Thanks for that, mate. He's He said, the Fleming of last season, every club would want. The Fleming of this season, I've seen, granted, not many. He looks like a shell of the player... He was. There's a lot of players that's from a, the same That's though. from a Birmingham yeah. fan who, who don't watch our games and he's picked that up. Mm. At the moment, I would say Casper Denor yeah. is one that would probably get into the majority of the teams in in the division. And in all honesty, and I might get pelters for this, I don't think there's anyone else. At the moment, maybe, maybe on his on his form, Danny Matt. Bart. Bart and perhaps Brooke Norton Cuffey, but other than that, uh, I they, there's not how, how many when do you ever see the opposition supporters go, Oh, that's such and such had a good game? The only the only player in recent time that's had that is Casper at Sheffield Wednesday, where they were going, Oh, the number 24 ran the show. Well, Nobody like, looks at our players, to, to but there's a lot of players that have not lost this season as well. Go on, Ben. Sorry, oh, this is going back to Fleming, Ross. I just had a quick look. In 261 appearances, that is throughout his career, under-19s, all the way to his senior football, how many assists in 261 games do you think Zian Fleming, the number 10, has got? Not many at all. 20. 
24. Not even. Oh, wow. Yeah. 24. He's so, a goal scorer. He, and, and literally here, I'm looking at all, you've got 27 goals for Fortuna, 19 for us. You've got 14 in 27 appearances for Ajax under 19s. You've got 13 in 25 for, I'm not even going to say that, NEC. Um, hmm. So I, I, we, he's got to play further up the pitch for me. Yeah. And I think, look, look I get it because if he's having a bad run of form, I get the argument to drop him for a game or two. But this, this is the kind of player we need to hold on to and keep progressing honestly I, 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 <laughs> that comment is something else though by the way <laughs> I read it thought it was something else and then I realised what he was saying I agree with Mike like, by oh. the way I agree with Mike Savile yeah Sa- Sav I mean I I am the founder member of the Sa- Savile fan club but I there's there is still an argument and I'm sure we'll we can come on to this that as good as George Savile is does he need to be playing in a certain system to be a, to be really really effective? And yes. are we playing in that system? I don't think we are. And I love I love the bloke. I won't have a bad word said about him. But Who's... in a two man midfield, is it is it right? In a two man midfield, let's get this while you three boys are on as well, so I can sit there and think. You made in a two man midfield, who who's your your two players? Savile and Mitchell. Or Savile, Denor, or Denor and Mitchell. Denor Mitchell for me. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't even go with both of them. Who would you go? I'll go Denor and Leonard. I'd have Leonard in the midfield, and the reason for that is the fact that we're so open. Leonard can cover the ground and can get across and help try and shore up that space. Maybe Billy Mitchell can because he's got the legs to do it. He can do it. Say again. I think he can too. Yeah, I, I was about to say. I yeah, Billy you. Billy Mitchell possibly could, but we. I, I think Leonard Leonard is somebody that would make a difference in this side because he does cover a lot of ground quickly. Um, but I'd worry. I'd worry about uh, Leonard covering ground and turning direction too much, get injured though. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's. We know he, he he's been injured playing at centre back. He's been injured playing at right back. Uh, look, maybe for the legs. But if you was to play a three-man midfield, then you would absolutely see the best out of George Savile, one hundred percent. I think at this stage um, of his career, he's just not a dynamic centre midfielder that Joe Evans, Joe Evans, Joe, Joe Edwards is going to want in a two-man midfield, right? I think he's, as you said, Stephen, in a three where he can sit there and I don't say almost do nothing, but just can protect that back four or whatever. That's where you're going to see the best of him now. I think now where, let's say, Edwards wants someone who's a bit more dynamic and athletic, it's not Sav now, is it? No. I mean, Chris makes a point there. You know, Norton Cuffey can't defend to save his life. We keep playing out of, out of form players who play shit every week, i.e. Wallace. How does Danny Mack, and I agree with him, how does Danny Mack just not keep that right back? He, he's beyond with the, you know, if they want the winger, put it. No, listen, you smile. I, but but I you agree with Danny, you, mate. That's why. You, Dan, that you play Danny at right back. Danny plays well. It's when you fucking want him to do other things where he doesn't play well. Play him in the right back. You know that he's going to fucking go through players. Stick a winger in front who's got, you know, who's got the forward passing. Then all of a sudden, that side of it is covered. I'm saying, I, 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 because if I start to work Danny Mac, I'm going to get hells of abuse from uh, Ben. So I, at least... <laughs> well, it's we we, we can the... ban Ben and put him in the fucking sim bin. So it doesn't matter about that one. Do you know what I mean? On the Norton Coffee thing, I think I said before, I'd have no problem with pushing him further forward and playing Danny 100%. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would that would work. 
Norton Cuffey also did play further forward for Coventry. If Glenn's still in the chat, I'm almost certain he played right wing for him last year. Mm. So, well, if you play things that you venture on, then if you're sacrificed, I think Norton Cuffey's good going forward, but I don't think he's a winger. He's not a proper winger, I don't think either. So he's got pace and directness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and he can, can cover going backwards if he needs to. It's kind mm. of my point. Where yeah. I mean, on cool. that quote, on that quote there, um, Mickey, and this yeah, is from a, Bailey, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the a question to you guys, uh, is it kind of it's kind of Chaplin, isn't it? The guy that Ipswich had, he scored their first and just basically ran the midfield and did whatever he wanted. To be honest, could Zian Fleming do that in that Ipswich side? Do you think? Yes, for me personally, Ben. I, I think they're too. They're different type players, but I think they're too athletic for him. Like. The, the way they play, maybe maybe it's just because he plays for us and he's <laughs> in another side. But every every team we seem to play, I mean, I said it in a group a million times that everyone we play seems to be agile, athletic, and get around the pitch. That doesn't scream Fleming to me. Like Chapman still did that in that <clears> team. I mean, Birmingham, John. It's weird, but we're in Millwallshire and we got Birmingham on. But he's he's again got a valid point there, though, isn't he really? Well, I've not seen enough sockets to actually judge him on his feet, by the way. So, if John wants to give us some more intel, feel free to do so. <laughs> Did he? Was he at Birmingham? Was he? Yeah, he was on loads of Birmingham, yeah, yeah. got injured. Then he went to Stoke, got injured. He's come to Millwall, got injured. Got injured. <laughs> so, was he? did he go to Stoke when Aldo was there? Possibly. No, no, he was at Stoke. Aldo come back? No, no, Aldo come back before, because he was at he Stoke. Was last year, wasn't he? Yeah, year. last season, yeah. He, was Aldo he, February 22 then? It must have been February 22 came out, yeah. Okay, there you go. Denori's a better player technically um, than Fleming personally. I don't know. I think they're both probably the same technical level. You can you can see that there's something about both of them. It's just I just don't think they're being played where they want to play, do they? I think Denori's a good player, right? And I'm not for one second going to go against because I think he's been our best player this season, right? But is Denori looking like a good player amongst an average bunch of footballers? Is there an argument to say that maybe? For that, yeah. Is there an argument there to say the Nor looks good because the rest have been dreadful this year? Is there is something potentially possibly, that, you know? possibly, possibly? But would he look even better with better players around him? Of course, uh, that's but, but like, I just I, I buy the Nor hype, and I, and I thought he was amazing at Sheffield. He's been good on, on a lot of other games as well, and but that that is thought in my head like is is you know hopefully he's, he's a progressive sign and he's a good signing so far. But I don't want to get full steam ahead on that train just yet. I'm on the train. It's going. It's leaving the platform. But it's not quite got up to full speed yet. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a good player, but like let's let's not let's not say he's our life and savior for the next ten years. Like that, that quote. I mean, is Mike's got well, by the way. Mike's got. A, you know, his his comment here is, and I put it to you boys. You know, he says I don't think the problem is the right hand side of our team is a major problem. It's down the left we have major issues, which is Wallace. But who would you have in left back or on that side? Where, where, who, who would, who would be there? Because I mean, the reason Adam, just give, give Adam Malakai. Yeah, I would. Muslims played so many games, Mickey, because we don't have anyone else. And again, I said this on our pre-record, didn't I? I mean, with, with you and Dan, that you've seen Malakai in and around the, the, the squad now. You've seen him on all the videos on, on Mill TV, and he's still not getting a look in with. Mars are playing as badly as he has been. So to me, that and again, that's across two managers. He's been there with Rowett, he's been there now with, with Edwards. 
it screams to me that he's clearly not ready. Otherwise, he would have played because he he buzzer has been awful. That's just he's been brilliant for us, but he's been awful. I think his physicality is maybe the issue there, maybe because you know he is quite a short player from what I've seen, and, and he's quick, good player. But is it maybe his physicality of championships too much for him at the moment, and maybe managers are thinking that? And if What's anyone it? would know, it'd be Edwards. He's a, he's yeah. a young coach. He would know if he could step up, right? And that, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. He's clearly not ready for me. Who's not ready? Malachi. I don't Malachi. Yeah, I think you're probably right there to a degree. Um, well, I've lost the fucking... There we go. Um, I think the players in our team, Denorth, Fleming, etc., dragged down by having to play with shit players. Pretty much what you said, wasn't it? Combination play is Fleming meant... Uh, meant to do with Murray, Murray Wallace overlapping. Correct. This is that's, that's my point as well. I feel like because Fleming at times last season, his goals Stoke away is the one I keep going back to, but that was purely just Fleming unchallenged running through the field. Like there weren't many team goals. That, that I don't know. There's going to be a transitional stage here, but I think we will see the best of Fleming second half season. Yeah, there you go. Adam Adam Malachi needs to be eased in um, is... rather than dropped in the deep end. That's uh, what I was I saying though. Leonard at left back. That uh, that that would be an option for me. But what what I what I'm saying without going back to the other Malachi bit, if, if you're going to do it, do it when you've got a little bit of a buffer. Do it when you've got an opportunity to, because you can't just throw him in if we do drop further to the relegation zone, because then he really is under pressure. Someone picks up on what more? I'm I'm interested to see what kind of part he has to play in this side. Like, I think he's I think what more could would suit this sort of team a little bit as well. I think he's he's got that kind of. You know, he's been at Middlesbrough. He's he's been at good sides. I feel like he could be something that could be useful for us. But where do you feel these players in is another question, I suppose, in the forward areas. Well, we'll come on to that briefly before we we end up tying up in about ten minutes. So, what would be your ideal formation, and what would be your ideal starting eleven then, Omar? <laughs> not 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 for <laughs> against not for against. Um, Sunderland, but what do you see? What's our, our best eleven? Yeah, I've, what's our best eleven? I've opened football manager and I'm picking my team. Is what you're asking me, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I think it's a three-five-two. I think uh, it is. It, like, it's going to be. It has to be a back three for what we the players we've got. So you have got Sarkic in goal. I'd have Harding, Hutchinson, and Cooper. But I don't really want Cooper on that left side and a half. But I don't want my Wallace either on current form. I'd have Norton Cuffey right wing back and not Danny Mack, I know. Um, I'd have Joe Bryan left wing back. The Joe Bryan that we think we hope we've signed, but he's stuck in a coffee shop in Fulham somewhere. Um, and then I'd have a midfield two of Savile and Denore. <sighs> Or for see, it's tricky. I think our best position is our midfield. Our best, our, the, the place where we're stacked with good players is the cent, center of the park. So you need to have bodies in the midfield. I'd, I'd have Denor, Savile, and Mitchell, and I'd have Fleming and Nisbet up front. Five three two, or three okay. five two. What are you look at, Stephen? Um, I would go with a diamond. <laughs> Sorry, one sec, Stephen. One sec, one sec. Spencer's pointed out, forget about the team performance positions. Omar is on his second pod in a row. Hello. <laughs> Spencer's a power boy. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's one of my customers. So, um, yeah, he's um, he's got you there, and he? So, yeah, go on in, Stephen. Sorry, mate. I, I would go with a diamond. I'd go – I'd stick with four at the back. I, I can't – I don't – I don't – personally, I would go – 
I'd actually go Sarkic in goal. I would probably go Danny McNamara right back. I would go Harding and Cooper, the two centre-halves. Joe Bryan at left back. At the at the sort of sitting in front of the back four, the, the bottom of the diamond would be Ryan Leonard. The two in midfield would be Casper uh, and Sav. Up front, I would probably go Nisbet and Bradshaw. And the, probably the controversial one, the number 10, the, the cam position. It You have to say Fleming, you really do. However, I am erring closer and closer to having SA start. But for now, it would be Fleming. Okay. Um, ben, just before you do, I mean, get in on the chat. Give us your... Um... Give us what you think your formation would be and and, and your your best eleven. Um, get it in the chat. Ben, right? Just to caveat mine, my formation quickly changes if we sign Charlie Queswell in January, and it goes four four two, very quickly. Just this, t- just uh, the two centre halves with Cooper and Harding. It, it scares me. It, it honestly scares me. But if we had Charlie Queswell there on the form of last season, that I'm hoping he still is, it changes very quickly to about four. And Harding comes out. I mean, on, on that, sorry, Ben, before we come to you, there was a couple of comments what I wanted to come to before we, we go into like the half break would be, is it time to get Alec Mitchell back in January? And also, should we be looking at Creswell? Creswell and Alex Mitchell. Alex Mitchell could do our left-back role, couldn't he? Uh, Creswell's right footed, but he, I think he's probably both footed. Probably, I wouldn't surprise me if he could do a job. Yeah, but out Creswell there, but... could do. Yeah, but yeah, or, or put Creswell centre and put Alex on the on the left because he is a left back, isn't he? We've got to play in Joe Bryan there somewhere. But sort of yeah, but I mean, with Creswell, I, I think for me it's just he offers that a lot of composure and also he's he's an all round centre half. I feel like as well, and he will suit the star play. And I know someone's saying we can't afford Creswell this week in the window, but I feel like a loan signing is definitely a shoe in surely because he's not playing. He's just signed a four year deal or whatever it is at Leeds. It's a win win for both sides. We get a short term fix because we're never going to be able to afford to buy him on a permanent. I don't think, but we'll be able to play him, keep his value up for Leeds, and they'll be able to cash in on him in the summer, and we'll be able to benefit from that for half a season. I think that's a win win all round. And just before you do come in, Ben, just one more there for you to put in yours. But would you play Dinor at a centre, um, a CDM or further forward, even a number ten? Not, not for me. Um, I think he started out as a right back, didn't he, in Belgium? He's m- moved into mm. centre midfielder. You now ask him to yeah, play. Yeah, uh, Get up. I mean, he might be able to play there. I, I don't know if it's worth putting him there, though. Would be my doubt on that. So, what would be your formation then, Ben? And um, well, I, and what I, would be I'm, your best eleven? I'm with Omar. I'd go three-five-two. I think um, I haven't seen enough of Sarkic to make me think that he's better than Bart. And from what Bart's shown us this season, he's still the best keeper at the club. Um, I'd have Lenny Coops and Hutch, Norton Cuffey right back, Joe Bryan left back. I'd play Mitchell, Denor, and Sav, and I'd play Fleming up front. And I've obviously gone with Nisbet. Yeah. <laughs> question for you before we um, go to finalise question. Has Edwards outed the players or is he keeping his frustrations in the club um, through his post-match comments? Well, I thought I was outing them. I don't think yeah. the players could defend themselves either. I think that if they've got any begrudges no. about that on Wednesday, 
fucking hell. I, 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 mm. that, it was appalling. Uh, what is it? Three attempts on goal all game, and it was shocking. But the, the players don't have a leg to stand on if they if they get upset about what his comments were after the game. Hundred percent. You wouldn't have seen it, but they spoke. Matt Holland spoke about it in um, the studio on Sky, and they were quite. He was surprised. He was like, he said that now for two games on the spin, three games into his middle tenure. So he was like, when you start questioning desire, heart, basics, he was like, that's as bad as it gets for a professional footballer. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the players have no leg to stand on after Wednesday. Saturday may be different. Again, mistakes were made, but this that's why I played back three like Ben has. Like our centre halves, I, I don't know. There's no legs in that back in that back line aside from Wes Harding, and it's no, that's, that's it. it. I mean, again, John, there is a neutral, massive change of style is a huge risk. We found out iconically with Rowett and Zola. Listen to the last few things. Yep, no, I don't know. And so yeah, let's go back to some of the. Players we can't afford. What's interesting as well Sorry. about that? Sorry, Sorry go on. I, um, Ben. I, I didn't know that. I did, obviously didn't see the comments from Hollands, and and I, did, I only saw the interview from Edwards when I'd got back later on that evening. Um, it's interesting that it is pro- a bit of a problem that he's saying it three games into his his tenure as as, as manager. But if anybody any neutral fan was watching us on Wednesday, they would have, most clubs would have been licking their lips to be playing us at the moment. Absolutely. Every Sunderland fan, I don't, I mean, I, I think Sunderland's have got a few issues of their own. They're not playing. How They've got no strikers. They, yeah. They, they, they're struggling in that kind of area. But, but honestly, if, if Sunderland fans were watching us, they'd be coming, they're coming to the den tomorrow thinking, well, their managers telling them, telling the world that, the players have not got the, the heart and the desire that they need to. On the pitch, half their players can't run. So, you know, we've got we've got an opportunity if we can find a, a way of, of right. making sure it does. Say again? The future's bright. The future's on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought what was interesting, though, about all our formations is we've all gone through a front two. And I think on Wednesday that that wasn't a thing, and I feel like we we saw that there was no a middle side needs has two strikers, and we mm-hmm. fit in both ways there with what we did, and I think that needs to be something that hopefully Edwards knows and identifies because I think actually Wednesday Fleming was a second striker it felt like at times, and I think that needs to be something that you know we push on with and try to incorporate into whatever we do going forward, but. Who am I to say that when what? you know the head coach is the next Chelsea boy that's going to have an idea of playing a good style football? I mean, what gets me here is that Ben didn't choose Bradders in his team, even though he, you know, he wants to defend him every week, week in, week out. And then Mark Murphy's basically sat there and said, Bart, Brian, Cooper, Harding, Danny, Leonard, Denor, Watmore, Savs, and Bradders and Nesbitt up front. I'm not proud but, enough to admit when you need to change, Mickey, and that at the minute is now, right? And in all seriousness, with the way we're playing, the thing is with Bradders is exactly what Joe Edwards says. He's great, he gets around the pitch, he's great, he's hard working, but it's not only that, he needs to hold the ball up better for us now. And there's so many, so many times the other night against a good side in Ipswich, it went forward, came back, went forward. You've got to fucking keep hold of the ball when they're dominating it as much as they were. And it's just, yeah, I, I don't see enough of that from him at the minute. Just, Fit the doubt in terms of the change in play styles, and it was always going up to him in the air. Now I need to see him hold it up better. Does Callum have a point there? We've never really seen the front three of Fleming behind Bradders and Nesbitt. Something I would definitely want to see how it plays out. Although I prefer a formation with wingers, but our wingers aren't great. 
that's why that's why i said the diamond because we don't have proper wingers we don't they, they, amaku isn't a winger he's just got pace honeyman isn't a winger longman is absolutely woeful duncan watmore's not a winger that's why if you if you're gonna play if you're gonna it, it, for me if you're gonna play to your strengths omar touched on it our strongest area is our midfield that's where we have our uh, the, the best players really or the, the players that can probably get us out of trouble Play yeah. that gives you three in midfield, really, in Leonard, Sav, and Denor to try and help. Obviously, so they've got to get forward as well. But then you would have, again, I may be contradictory saying, but if you have Fleming or Essa and Bradshaw and Nisbet, you've actually got three attacking players that will play close together, and it might you might get the best out of them. If no, I get that. Only we kept Tyler Tyler Bury, right? Cool. What we'll, we'll player have you been on Edwards? <laughs> Mike has a valid point. My formation for tomorrow is Bart and then 10 buses parked in front of the goal. Uh, I'll be happy with a point. Uh, and Amaku is a victim of the goal against Middlesbrough. Um, I'm sure it's Edwards thinks SA is that good. Uh, if he was, he would have started on Wednesday. Yeah, you're probably right. I think people were talking about Amaku coming off. It was Amaku coming off when it at half time. But I think I think it was speaking to you boys. I can't remember which one I was speaking to, but I think Amaku come off because I think Edwards believed that we were potentially going to get spanked. And what I think he didn't want to do was have Amaku on for the whole game and potentially our fans turn on him, get him off. If we got spanked like we potentially thought we were going to, then he wouldn't have necessarily took that abuse. But hey, you know, I think we talked about the formations and everything else. I think we're going to split for um, something completely different for a second. And then we're going to come back um, where we will be talking about Sunderland and, uh, and just really look about that and some other bits and pieces. So anyway, lads, what I want to do first is I want to show you something what was floating around the other day on social medias. Um, this lad is a is a lad called Freddie. Um, I think it's um, McCone, his name is. He's 11 years old. He's not 12 till next year. Um, the game I'm just about to show you is a game against Arsenal. Um, it's a game that when, when this goal was scored, they were 3-0 down. Um, Millwall were 3-0 down. The game finished 6-4, um, but this lad's 11 and this lad's about four foot nothing. A little bit about him, I suppose. He's, uh, he's, it, that, that game was against um, Arsenal. It was a Cat 1 game. So, obviously, our, our middle youngsters are playing um, some good teams. Um that was their first loss all year. Uh, it was a 6-4 loss. Obviously, that goal come uh, 3-0 down, which shows great composure of, you know, the kids to be 3-0 down and still score goals like that. In fact, that goal, he won goal in a month for. So, you know, not a bad um, not a bad goal to get an award for. Um, Teddy signed for Millwall when he was under nines, playing at defence. And then... The end of what this time last year, they decided to stick him a little bit forward. So from Christmas to the end of the season, last season, he scored 45 goals. This season so far, 
he's he's basically scored 15 goals. So they, he was a defender. They moved him centre mid, and then they moved him more up front. And then obviously at centre mid, he was scoring all those goals. I mean, 45 goals ain't ain't a bad because there's some good players in that league, and especially if he's small when you've got big kids. Um, so the thing is, is a quote for his his dad gave me was basically. Is a Terry Herlock type player with a Teddy Sheringham brain, and well, you know that's came in the first team. As I say, what's he doing tomorrow? <laughs> that's go, it. Go get a GoFundMe going for a pair of boots <laughs> and a kit, and uh, we'll stick him up front tomorrow. I think we should sponsor him. To be fair, mate, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But um, Teddy's journey is—he's he's trying to highlight his journey. Um, across socials he's on instagram so what i'm going to do is i'm going to post up his account now and there's a qr code on there and um and you can basically just scan that code if you can give him a follow don't panic it's not his a uh, his it's not um his account it's not an 11 year old boy's account his mum and dad um run the account so i'm not getting you to follow kids accounts i've checked that out first um his his dad runs the account and it's just a way of being able to follow catch his goals catch his progress, you know, realistically he's, what, 11 now, potentially in another five, six years' time, if he carries on the path he's on, potentially we could see him being played at the Den when you think we've had 16, 17-year-olds play at the Den. So um, if you want to if you want to follow Teddy, scan the QR code what's on the screen now, um, get him some followers, just follow his journey. I mean, most of us follow complete trash on, on social, so... Give him a follow, uh, make his day, just follow his journey, really. Um, he is one of ours in the early stages. So, um, yeah. But again, that goal was, I thought, well, your boy's view on the goal, I thought it was a good goal, really. Considering they were 3 0 down, they seemed to show a bit more heart than our first team, to be fair, against Ipswich. Brilliant finish. Yeah. Great finish. Great finish. And good luck to him. Exactly it's that. Let's just cool. hope he don't bugger off to Rangers when he's 16 yeah. years old. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard that story before. There you go. Look, I got there. You go, Teddy McCone. Is it McCone? I'd say McCone. Would you say McCone? I get. I, I can't pronounce anything. So yeah. Right, okay. then, gents. Um, on to Saturday. On to tomorrow. We are. Um, We've got. The furthest team for. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Away day coming down to us um, from... The Stadium of Light. Um, they are not in the best of form at all at the moment. Um, their last games have been a loss, a draw, a win, a loss, a win. Um, 
they do seem to not be able to score goals without having the strikers and seem to be suffering a bit. Um, what do you feel about tomorrow? Ooh, good question, mate. I, I think it's a good time to play them. They lost midweek, didn't they, if I'm not mistaken? Um, yeah. Yes, they did, because they cost me my bet. <laughs> but, you know, there's no no strikers. But Jack Clark, is is he is he, anyone, is he injured then? Is, it? is, that, the, is that what it is? Because Clark is a winger, but he's their top goal scorer. Well, there was a there was a comment from again from the Birmingham fella who turned around and said that he said Sunderland are all about yeah, Jack Clark, right. keep him quiet, and you'll have a chance. Allow him time and space, and he will be there. All, a quick all read online, I think he's on nine goals a season, their top goal scorer, and he is the main man. I think he had a hot start to the season, and I think you know keeping him quiet. I think he normally plays on the left, if I'm not mistaken. It'll be a tough game. I think that's it. Like you know, if we talk about our fullbacks, it depends on what Joe goes for, what Edwards goes for. You know, I think it's got to go back to back four personally. Um, two strikers, and it is going to be one of those where we try and make them worry about us. But it's that whole fear, that counter-attacking fear. You know, they're going to have a threat going forward. They've got pacey players, wingers that are going to cause trouble. It's going to be a tough afternoon for us. I, I, I have no doubts about that. But if we can get an early goal then, you know, who knows what's around the corner for us. But, yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest, mate, going into that one tomorrow. Just to add to further, um, and we all know what this means, they haven't actually won away from home in the league since September. Oh, Stephen, when have you... When have you learned? You know that every time you do this... Oh, they haven't won since this. Oh, no, I know. I know exactly what I'm doing. I, well, what, what's, I don't know listen. if you do. No, Go I on. do know exactly. Because let's face it, all these teams that you said they haven't got a striker, they come out of form, they're not this, that and the other. It does, At the den, at the moment, it doesn't seem to matter, you know, who's turning up and, who they are and who's available. What I hope, similar to, to what Omar said about, just to elaborate a little bit more i expect a reaction i expect our players to take the defeat on wednesday saturday i, I can I, not understand i don't want to get beat three nil at home but it wasn't a three nil game for me it really really wasn't it was a bit closer than that wednesday we were completely outplayed completely you know dismantled and made to look absolutely woeful the players need to react to that and the fans need to um, the, the fans need to see a reaction. Whether it comes or not, I don't know. Um, but certainly, that's what I'm expecting. I think he, the last time we lost two more than two on the bounce, it was probably January when Rowett had that spell, wasn't it? Where we was all kind of going, is this it for Rowett? But we're normally a reactionary team. Like We do bounce back and we do have that kind of performance in us. That's the only thing going for us tomorrow, I feel like. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough day. They've got injuries, so okay, it's a good time to play them. Whatever you want to say with that and the cliches. But... One thing I will say about our squad is normally we bounce back, but we'll have to see. Is Joe Bryan available tomorrow, guys? Anyone said anything, no, by the way? No idea. <laughs> the, the, the other thing with Sunderland as well is that their support, their support, they're probably sold out that way end. They're going to be they're going to be up for it as they always are wherever they go. But the our crowd, I know that they have to, the players need to to give them something to to get behind, but. If it could feel like a buddy away game if if their supporters are up and ours ain't. I don't, I don't want to go talk about the den now, but it is. It's, 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 it's... It an hour before it's coming. Can we? Yeah, can, we can we? Can we? Can we? Can we talk about the den 
at the end. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'll go on a rant and we'll just do it at the end. It'll be easier. So, yeah. Carry on. But, yeah. I, 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 I just, just Gary, just thanks for tomorrow, up. mate. I have no idea. I, I never, ever, ever go into games thinking that we're going to get beat, especially at home. But it's really, really testing me this week to think that it's going to be anything other than that. Wow, 34 points in the last 30 games. That's poor, isn't it? Need a massive freshen up. We'll probably just stay up on that. But, but we'll probably just stay up on that form, though. If... <laughs> is, that, is that really... I was, was going to say, is that... 30 games? Ben or Stephen, do you want to fact check that? Our form nosedived, though, didn't it, towards the end of last season. So that could be plausible. That, that, that sounds plausible to me. Alan Flower... Um, don't panic. I'm not skipping your comments. I will put them up, but I'll put them up in a minute because both your comments there are a point what I want to raise in a little bit. So don't panic. I'm not thingy. Um, we've had a couple, just a quick one on that. We've had a couple of comments um, this week from from different fans asking, do we um, do we post all the comments or do we just take the comments and not post them as if they're our own comments? Anything you put on the comments, as long as they're not slanderous, then they will be shared. And as much as I know fuck all about football, I'm not going to pretend that one of your comments is mine. I might do that in our private chat, but I wouldn't do that on the screen. Any of your comments there, but, you know, like tomorrow or something, if there was a good comment, I might reuse it in our personal WhatsApp chat because then it makes me look a little bit more intelligent in front of um, my peers. But other than that, no. Um, <laughs> any comment you posted what's going on there <laughs> it all went oh Mickey that is a flattering <laughs> screenshot as well isn't it? I any... thought it was me I thought it was me for a second yeah, I like, no, it, it, we all just stood there like <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mickey's gone because his intelligence, I guess, blew up his computer. So <laughs> we'll carry on with the show. Uh, go on, Ben. What are you hoping for tomorrow, mate? You don't really said too much just yet. Um, look, I, 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 I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. I haven't seen too much of Sunderland this year to, to comment on where they're at. They obviously got beat midweek. Um, they're going to want a reaction. We need a massive reaction. The thing that concerns me the most is probably Tony Mowbray is a very good manager um, and I see a similar oh, a similar Coventry-type performance where it's going to let us have loads of the ball, that sort of thing. That's the only thing that concerns me. Um, but, look, I, we need a reaction. It can't get any worse than midweek. We, we, I hope Edwards has got stuck into them. Um, and if we've, if we've done the predictions, are we waiting for predictions? I'd probably do that a little bit, I suppose. I guess, but I think MFC MFC eight eighty five was right there. When there's hope and anticipation, we always get let down by Mill. But when there's back against the wall, that's normally when you back us to come back. And is what yeah. I think me and you say saying that Stephen is. You know, like we, we bounce back in these sort of games, don't we? It feels like we do. Um, just to I'm just gonna the fact check. It is thirty four points in our last thirty games. I have oh, just yeah. looked that up. Um, it is we've got twenty this season from eighteen, and we picked up uh, fourteen from our last twelve last season. So um, not that we didn't think you were telling the truth, or if it was that put that comment up, but that just seems shocking. But it is actually true. 
yeah and yeah to, to go back omar we do we do when you go not expecting much you we tend to pull sort of a rabbit out of the hat um harris was able to do it Rowett was able to do it and let's hope that um joe edwards can can follow suit but as i said earlier it's it's really difficult to, to think about three points at, at this point it's not quite like a Tuesday when me and Ben and Dan were doing a show. We started talking about Ipswich and then coincided, could then basically talked ourselves into knowing what the result will be. Didn't deter me from going there, Ben, did it? But yeah, we, <laughs> it, that, that... <laughs> it was never going to, but there was a, a genuine fuck. Is that actually how it goes? <laughs> we haven't got that with Sunderland, which is a nice thing, but I would guarantee whoever their centre forward is is going to have fucking a happier time than he has recently. Yeah, they don't scare me tomorrow, Sunderland. Like I think they start of season form. If they were still playing as they were then, then I, I would feel more worried about tomorrow. Yeah. I'm more worried about ourselves and what we're gonna do and turn up. And it, that's it. Like it, Wednesday was worrying about Ipswich, but I think today it's more. What Sunderland? You know, forget Sunderland for a second. What are we gonna do? And I feel like we're gonna bounce back. You anticipate Edwards making changes to combat the performance from Wednesday. I think someone said get Cooper back in, and I think that's a must. I think over formation changes. Yeah. You know, do you think he'll go maybe wholesale personnel changes? Think we'll go for a formation change? That could be quite telling, I suppose, especially after his comments, right? I mean, yeah. I think so. there'll be some changes. I think surely. I don't know what you think, Stephen. I, I can't imagine the manager can come out and question that the players are not doing the basics, and then go and pick the same eleven again. I, I can't see that. I can't see a world where we would get away with that. I wouldn't I make whole. I wouldn't make wholesale changes. Like I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't make sort of six, seven, or something ridiculous like that. But I certainly would expect there to be three, maybe four. Who would they be for you? Do you think? Or who would you? Leonard back in? Yeah. I uh, yeah yeah Cooper. Leonard. I think Leonard's got to play. I think Cooper's got to play. I think Nisbet deserves an opportunity to play. And it's really, really harsh because I don't, I'm not blaming him whatsoever. But after Wednesday and the, the you know, we've already previously spoke about him. I don't think we can see a Maco out wide uh, and I, I'm not getting on his back. I'm really not because I don't think he's a winger, but after being taken off after 45 minutes and perhaps not really getting into the game, I think he'll be one that, that potentially will drop to the bench. Roman essay maybe to get the opportunity tomorrow. I think someone else mentioned essay earlier and said similar thing to what I was saying about Malachi. Like, as in, if he's good enough, where, 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 where what's going on? Why is, mm-hmm. why is he not even getting minutes off the bench? Like, we saw him for what 10 minutes against Sheffield Wednesday, 15 minutes against Sheffield Wednesday, whatever it was. What, what, what's do you think there's something going on there? Do you think Edwards has seen him maybe not do the other side of the, the attacking play that he wants him to do? Do we, do we think it's just nothing? I think with so you know how like I've I've gone I've doubled down on Fleming and it's more like when you watch Fleming play and you watch him pass the ball. I think Essay's got that same thing about him. Like there's that the, the, it catches the eye. So I think I I don't even know why he hasn't got the opportunity under Edwards just yet. I I think he will tomorrow hopefully. And but yes, it does beg the question why. But I think it, it might be the physicality as well. I suppose with him because but then if he's playing England under 19 and getting games consistently at that level. He's surely good enough to get a game and an opportunity to play for us. But is it because the players around him aren't good enough for him? 
Well, then maybe but you've got our 21s keep winning games week in, week out, and they won the, the, the regional division last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, so if they're, if they're that good at that in? level, I think we've got to try and get them in. But that's not going to come from the manager. That's got to come from above saying we've got to get these kids in. And that's like he said in his, pre, uh, his, his first pre, uh, conference as manager, his first interview, he said, I want to get these young players in if they're good enough to play. So, I don't know. Now's the chance, I suppose, if after criticising the players like he did on Wednesday. Yeah, it made wasn't there about understanding what they need to do off the ball with Edwards when he that interview when he was talking about the youngsters and getting them in right and mate is is it that are we just not in a position where because the big thing again we've mentioned it a few times is what we're doing on the ball and the changes we're trying to implement we are going fucking gung-ho pressed as well let's not forget that you've got to be fit you've got to work hard off the ball to make it work because if again I tweeted and said you don't if you have one or two players that aren't fully in on the press you get, it, it falls apart. It doesn't work. Can I can, just on that? And I agree one hundred percent. It is it, off the ball work is 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 as important as on the ball. But and I, again, it might sound like I'm absolutely crucifying the guy, and I, I, he is starting to really get on my nerves. But what does Ian Fleming do off the ball that is so good or so that keeps him in the side that SA couldn't do? Yeah, no, I agree realistically, that. and that, that this is the thing like we're talking about on and off the ball. So, on the ball, Fleming's not doing much, off the ball, he doesn't do much. Where's Remain Essa? I actually think Fleming's gone off a couple of times. He went off last Saturday, he went off uh during the week. I don't think it's very long before Joe Edwards perhaps starts to get to that point going, hold on a minute. I'm going to give someone else a chance because we didn't see Fleming come off that often under Rao, especially when he wasn't winning the game. So uh, I think it's getting closer for SA. Here we go, gents. Right. Born free, die free, who who tunes in every week. He's got a question for you. And I'll put it to you, all of you, and, and see what's what. I know that two of you have probably already seen it in the chat. I don't want to answer it, to be honest, at this point. <laughs> oh. Honest answers gents but based on the current form if Rowick didn't drop Bart for Butterfingers long would we have gone up I believe last year was our best chance can I change I'll the question slightly it's playoffs go on. playoffs yeah playoffs. yeah playoffs yeah. yeah yeah I don't know about going up but I agree we, we would have made the top six with Bart on current foot the way he's playing at the moment we would have made the top six but hang on because Long kicked the ball really far and really quick like we, we was loads of counter attacks weren't it guys that was what everyone was saying last year and I, 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 I doubled down this last year as well I didn't see it long and like performance is like a whole way I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it Mickey I'm over it I'm over it I'm over it let's not talk about it let's move Can on I just move say, on, move look, on. Look, no we will move on I would just say <laughs> just to just to trigger the YouTube algorithm um, Norwich City fans, we fucking warned you before you signed him, and now you've got him. And hopefully, you will go right away down the table and get into the bottom, and then fucking disappear into obscurity with your your crazy chef owner. And um, and that will be the long way for you. Even his namesake is, you know, saying we made it last season. But you know what I mean, Colin Long. Do you know what I mean? If if, if Colin Long saying it, he shares the name with him. <laughs> We would definitely have made the playoffs last year. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. <sighs> all I think about, honestly, all I think about when I hear that people talk about Barton last season, all I think about is that goal that I think it was Jukovic scored for Birmingham at our end. 
last year we won we lost one nil at the den in a midweek game and there's just no way that Bart lets that in. It's just no there's way. So many of them. Hull away as well yeah. sticks to the memory. Yeah. Like I said, oh, it just aggravates me because from distance, George Long is just the most incapable goalkeeper I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And he's a professional goalkeeper. Oh, it's baffling, still it? time. It's there is. There is. Thanks for that, Dave. Thanks for bringing that one back up. I'm still going with it. And um, by the way, no E in my name, but that's fine. Um, still time for this bit. <laughs> I, I think he'll still score 20 odd goals. So, um, so yeah. Third goal, Norwich conceded against Watford, was typical long, pushed out a soft long-range shot onto a rushing striker. Not another, very Russian. Another thing about Millwall, this is a, a another thing about Millwall is a goal, so two strikers, but the goalkeeper needs to be a shot stopper. He can still play out and do all the pretty stuff, but he needs to be a shot stopper. I'm talking Dave mm. Ford, I'm talking Tony Warner. I'm talking goalkeepers that can make shots and, you know, because they say shots that, you know, they shouldn't get to, but because they're just, they're good at from long range, because we allow so many long shots. I'm intrigued to see what our stats would be, especially on the route with the long shots we allow on goal, because you need to be a shot stopper at Mill and George Long's not that. George Long's not that. And also, Kevin has been so three, three goals for the league, Mickey. So just yeah, that's all right. That's all right. That's is, yeah, I said twenty-five to be fair, mate. So yeah, you know, he's he's, he's bang on. Um, there's there's a question for you. Would you who who's the better who was who's the better keeper, Jordan Archer or George Long? Oh, Jordan Archer, hundred percent. Do you know? Hundred oh, percent. Do you know? I, I would. <laughs> I would pick George, I would pick Jordan Archer for two reasons. One reason I can say on air, <laughs> and one reason which will fall us into the other one. I know, which yeah, I tell you, oh, yeah, you do, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, but yeah. The, the 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 one I can say on air is who was it? Hutch or was it? It was, it was Beavers, um, Beavers at, at, home to, at home to Peterborough. I don't know how I remember ben, that so well, but there you go. Yeah. And uh, that that save was superb. And then, um, and uh, also, also Wembley, also his Wembley. save at Wembley. Yeah, that save from I think it was Clark, wasn't it, who ran through? Yeah, that was pushing my was... rationale as well because of that save at Wembley. That that's the sole yeah. reason why I'm picking. I exactly agree with you, Bailey. Like because of that uh, at Wembley, the yeah, they're both shit, but. Archie gets a nod over long for that. <laughs> oh, long never won us games. I think there was maybe one game he played well last year that I remember walking out thinking, cool, he won us the game. But there wasn't many games where you thought, oh, George Long was impeccable today, and that's the reason we got the points. You could count probably over three pairs of hands about Bart, I would say, winning us games, especially two, three yeah. years ago. Like Bart yeah. is a match winner. He's a shot I would put I would put Long in the same category as fucking Dave Martin. A useless <laughs> fucking no good cunt. Who fucking puts the ball in our own net like he did at fucking Brighton? That was that came up the other day. I saw someone post about it or somewhere. Mm. It, it, it. It, it comes up every so often, doesn't it? Someone revives mm. it. You just you just look at that. Oh. So then, gents, yeah. question then from Connor: Who's going to start tomorrow, Danny Mac or Cuffy Nesbit or Bradshaw? All right, I'm the Danny, I'm the Danny Mac fan club, but he gets his opportunity tomorrow. Surely, surely. He gets I think he's injured though. He's injured, is he not back he? yet? Is he not back? Or I don't think he was in the squad on. Well, he wasn't last weekend. I don't know if he was back on Wednesday. If he's fit, he's, I think he gets his opportunity. QPR winning, by the way, guys, as well. That's what your chat saying, mm, mm. dear, start looking down. 
<laughs> I think, yeah, I think for me, Danny, if Danny Max fit, he gets opportunity tomorrow. And I'd love to see, I'd, I'd love to see this bit and Bradshaw get a chance. I think we saw it once in pre-season. I want to see the pair get a chance. Long was a solid shit. Archer was diarrhea. I love our fans. Is there a perk to diarrhea over, over, over? <laughs> I don't want to go there actually. Let's, let's, let's move on. <laughs> you know what I love is that we get all the results like, a couple of them now going winning, worrying. If QPR win, does that bring them out the bottom three? No, but there's. I think there's seven points behind us before today, so they're four points behind us. They win. Oh, okay. The only reason and I that is I that is a worry. Off, I had to turn off my other laptop because my Wi-Fi kept thingy, which is great that two of you signed in as main host. That means that at least if I drop out, it still carries on, which is that's great. Right, mate. You're welcome. Uh, do you think? Waddy will get a look in next season, seeing as they warm him up before games and he's not even on the bench. He's, he's been playing a lot for the 21s recently, I've seen. And mm. By all accounts, been playing quite well. I mean, we'll Who's see. that, the Chelsea lad, isn't it? Yeah, he's the one that wears the pet track hat. I don't know why he wears that. I still need to find that out. Mm. Why does he wear that? Do I don't know. He's the one that some people Stop say theory. shit. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know... Anyone who's in says he's shit, but yeah, hey ho, it is what it is. Yeah, Danny, Danny still is injured still. Uh, I have a gauge at work called Dave Martin, and I've ended up resenting <laughs> him due to that West Ham prick chucking those goals in. <laughs> yeah, quite agree. And then um, he went on to play for West Ham and fucking do well for them, didn't he? Maku, Maku is a striker. Yes, Edward said Danny Mac is fit. Danny Mack, uh, play Macu in the position he'll perform. So yeah, so out to you guys then on the on the order. Who would you be, Danny Mack or Cuffy? Is it? It was Cuffy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, Bradshaw or um, Nesbitt. Who would you want on those? So um, yeah, get them in there for me. Um, Long cost us playoff points, definitely. Uh, we're in a relegation battle. Do you think we're in a relegation battle yet? Yes. QPR hold on tonight, yeah. Yeah. And and also, sorry, just QPR's next three games are Hull, Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, but Plymouth ain't so, going to be easy and Sheffield Wednesday drew with fucking Leicester on Wednesday. Uh, Hull, Hull are, are very good, don't get me wrong. That that one's not too bad. But the, the Plymouth, they play Plymouth at home and they go to Sheffield Wednesday. We all know how bad they are. Like, uh, it's... It's yeah, but you can't say that. You say, you say Sheffield Wednesday is really bad, but they drew with Leicester on Wednesday, and Leicester are top of the fucking league. You can't yeah, make but... a comment like that and go, oh, yeah, they're shit, but they drew with the top of the league. Yeah, but Mick, they've also lost to virtually everybody else. Yeah, like... but it doesn't matter. They still drew. But with it the does. Top it, and it... they beat us. Well, they didn't beat us today, mate. Yeah, this QPR I've seen on the telly, by the way, is nothing like the QPR sort of the start of the season. It's actually a bit terrifying to see. <laughs> we are in a relegation. We are in a relegation fight. I, I, I think it's get to fifty points as soon as possible. Now that, that, that that's what. But the thing is, mm-hmm. it's like, do you double down on what Edwards is doing and keep trying to play that style of play? That's the real question. Or do you try to get results? But it's only been three games. I think get, let's not overreact. I think he needs more time. Let's implement some more. We've got the result with Sheffield Wednesday. If he wins tomorrow, someone say he gets 50% rim rate. Let's, let's think about that. Do you know what I mean? So let's hold on to the positives. No, that's it. I want to get those two comments what I put up earlier. Where are they? Um, 
I can't find them now. John John Flowers, is it not John Flowers? Christopher Flowers said, I think it was. Um, do you think that it's the scout we had with, um, he, he said something about, I can't find it now, fuck's sake. He said something about, um, oh, well, go on. You, you discuss what you're going to say and then I'll find it in two secs. Anyone want to come in? Go, go. I'm just looking at Huddersfield or Wyatt Swansea tomorrow. Not that I'm looking at teams that are around us already, but Huddersfield or Wyatt Swansea, who Plymouth got. That's the thing, isn't it? You, you, we're, we're 18 games in and we're potentially looking at other fixtures at the minute. That's And it's not a dig at Edwards, it's really not, because I think he, he's obviously inherited the squad. It's the state of the squad is is more the issue here that's that's why we are where we are let's face it gary rowett put the squad together and performed miracles maybe he knew their time was coming mm. to an end there you go look step forward the alex aldridge assembled squad leaderless withless wingerless gutless well depends how you look at that I mean, could you? Who was Gary Barrett, the one that identified the Nor in the summer window? I, I, I'm not sticking off Aldo, but same time, you don't know the ins and outs, I suppose, of what happens at the club and who we go for. I, I, it's an interesting question, though. Interesting point. He raised another interesting point, but I can't fucking find it. So yeah. it's going to be interesting moving forward on that if we think Aldo is the one that's fully driving that, because Edwards is going to want to come in and sign certain players, right? For surely, if Aldo is identifying the players. Edwards wouldn't have come in and said, I need to change five or six or however many things we do, but let Aldo pick them, surely. God knows. I mean, this is what gets me about Aldo. It's like, he's, I'm not saying the director of football or director of whatever operations he is nowadays, whatever job title they give to people at the club nowadays, I whatever. When so when another club sees Alex Aldridge ring them, do they think go, oh, let's pick up that phone and you know this is a good... he's not a contact within the game, is he? he? His background is journalism. It's like it does beg the question. For me, it should be someone that's got you know, let's further that at QPR for example. They sign a lot of talented players because he has the contacts in the game and leads to certain deals. I feel like you look oh. at Aldo and it's like, come on. Oh, right, question who's, for you. Who's going to load us players because they're going to look at his skis and go, who the fuck are you? What, 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 question. What are you question for you. You've got you've got a phone call or you know Mill or interested. You go into a meeting and you got Aldo is basically tapping you up for your player. Would you let your player go there or would you basically look at potentially elsewhere? Well, no, there's more to it than just that. But my point is, is his job is to make the first contact. It feels like, if I'm not mistaken, it's like uh, he has no pulling weight in the game amongst them sorts of sort of bodies. Surely not. I, I could be completely wrong. Maybe he's very well respected in that circle, but. Surely, like, you know, compare it to other directors of footballs out there. Like, you know, the names that are out. I mean, he doesn't really make his name for himself either, Aldo. Like, he's not, he's only known in the middle headquarters. Like, we, I could tell you Stuart Webber. I could tell you about the other people that run other clubs and stuff like that. You know, you look at us as like Aldo. Like, do you think other clubs know about Aldo? Probably not. Even, even Gillingham. Gillingham have Kenny Jackett as Correct. the director of football. And at yeah. that level, He's going to know so many managers and he's worked at three or four, including us clubs. You know, no surprise, Conor Mahoney's there, really, is it? I know Harris had a say to, in that before he was shown the door, but 
I think you're right. I think you, there is a lot to be answered for. For uh, it's Eldo, it's Eldo's job, as you say, one to make the first contact, but also sell the prospect of the club to the person that he's on the phone to or email, whatever, however it works. The meeting is is he the right person for that? I I, I don't know, but we yes, never we don't it. really know what goes on. Well, Joe Edwards will carry a name though. Joe Edwards will it's, carry a name though. That's oh yeah, hundred percent. Mm. But he is probably the biggest name that. I mean, I mean that's an honest question, and again, I, I I really don't know. I mean, I think he was instrumental in in Aldo coming back because he gets on really well with Aldo. So I mean, I don't don't know that question. Um, Richard Lace Richard Lace's question: Yes, he's gone. The, I, the question is, really, and and it's what you were saying now, Omar is, who carries the most power? right now in the club with probably the black book is it aldo or joe edwards because i personally think the reason they went for joe edwards is that they're not going to have to spend millions or you know plowing loads and loads of money for players in january they're going to look at loans or look at youth youth kids who aren't necessarily getting a shoe in, in the clubs they're in and they're probably going to be able to get them for next to, you know, next to nothing, fairly cheap. And I think that's what the method or, or what the thinking was around getting Joe Edwards in over someone like Eusted or Jones. But even Eusted or Jones with his current squad, I don't think they would have got him to perform either. I think Eustace might have got him out of us because he's a similar sort of manager to Rowett, but that's that's not full thinking in the way that the club want to go. It's, it's a different direction change, and this is a back in, you know, he's got full backing of Berylson quite clearly on this, you know, Edwards. Oh, but I think also Edwards would have used that as his niche to get the job. Edwards would have been like, look, I've got all these contacts in football. I've worked at Chelsea. I've worked England in the 19s. I know X, Y, England in the 20s. I know X, Y, and Z. So, you know, that, that's you know that's that obviously what we're using through strength and we will be utilizing that shortly because you know you look at Forest with Steve Cooper that's how they got promoted they had five or six loan players and skyrocketed after the championship didn't they when he went there so that's the dream we'll see if we can get to January still be in touch or where we end up because it's a tough run to Christmas it always is but that's why I, I, I don't want to reinvent the wheel too quickly but we're in now and we've got to double down on it I feel like that Alex is a fucking insult to a degree, mate, because even I, I would I would say even in Aldo's lifetime, he couldn't even he couldn't even get into a shadow of what Bob Pearson was. He said that's worrying at the end, so I think he agrees with you to be fair. But yeah, he, he is is in that similar role. I think Bob Pearson was more of an advisory, wasn't he? But or... Yeah, more of a scout, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, some of the players what Bob Pearson brought in were Thingy Fordy and people like that, wasn't it? Who... Neil Harris was the main one. Neil Harris, Paul Ifill, Richard Sadlier, um, Richard Sadlier, Robbie Ryan. Um, yeah, loads and loads and loads. You could probably sit there and go through. Yeah, Pearson had more talent than his lingual finger than Aldo. Well said. Yeah, Alex doubled said it. He was just playing about the Rowie players. But yeah, similar. Yeah, Edward picks and trains with the team. He should be telling Aldo, this is what I want out. I'll tell you what we should have is that whoever the attacking coaches for that under 12 team on Millwall, we should have him in the first team. <laughs> just, to tackle, just to tackle Chris's comment, Chris, um, the one just come in there, but it's Edwards picks and trains with the team, but the club 
and this is the worrying part, Aldo and the club come up with a vision. This this is how, because we've always gone with the manager's choices, which is why we ended up with Scott Malone, Mason Bennett, Ryan Woods. These were all Gary Rout players. Now it's, let's shift that. And this is how we're going to be signing players to fit the club going forward. Because they're not naive now. Football managers don't stay five years anymore or four years. If Edwards is here for three years, I'll be very surprised. I just It's how it is in football nowadays. So, and- so now it's about the club signing players that fit the club, not the manager and the playing style, but this is how they want to play. So they've got to be agreeable as a yeah. club as a whole. That's how it is. And, it, and those of you who are listening now and thinking, who is that fellow who's talking so much sense next to me? Well, if you go back to the early shows, you'd see him on every week. And if you go back to those early shows, where he actually was on every week back at the beginning of time before we got so many people, he used, to, he used to call week in, week out, that we need a different approach to we're our there team. Now. We're there. And now we're there, which again yeah. proves that... Good evening, Steve Kavanagh. Good evening, Aldo. Good evening, <laughs> everyone else within Millwall. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right. This is what this is what it is now, though. And it's the, the whole backing the manager and letting the manager pick his players and go to cut it for their black book. Yeah, OK, if it fits with what we're doing, we'll sign them. But if it doesn't fit, that's when the club needs to be like, we're not signing these players. And that's it's the modern way of how football's gone nowadays. But that's right, that way. On that, do you think we've got the infrastructure and the scouting network and the analysts behind it to make it work like other clubs have? Brentford obviously changed their whole structure into that money ball way of running the club. Brighton, well documented, they've gone through a whole way of recruiting through analysis and hiring a lot of analysts and all that sort of thing and algorithms. Do we think we're clever enough as a club or have the infrastructure behind it to support a change in this is how we're going? I think they're clearly trying to grow it, that's for sure, the training ground and stuff as well. Off the pitch, they're getting there and they're trying to get the infrastructure in place. But also, like, you know, I think... That's why also the 21s are doing so well, because there's been a lot of investment in there. And now the direction's got to be play these youngsters, I think. I know, I saw the comment. I'm just rising above it. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. We, we will try and get him on regular, but unfortunately, but, you know, but, he, he, he's not he has to co to, to be fair, Bailey, it's me and him. I'm the co-founder of the me show. Me and him were fucking co-founders. <laughs> founded this for yeah. a few years and ago. So. Live was my idea in lockdown, so you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But... <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> but, but now it's like, you've got these young players. I think there needs to be a direction from the club saying, play these youngsters. Let's see if they're worth anything. Because if I... they say it's worth five million and we sell him after a season playing the, pre- the championship, you can reinvest that. That's what we've the got problem, to do as a club. The problem I see, right, and I'll come to your comment in a sec, Jack, and um, and Tom Clark in a second. The problem is, is I think all this analysis and all this data around the players is going to change shortly, because at the moment all this data and everything else is there, and you've got all the big data sites trying to get key components of that data. So sprinting, how much times run, etc., etc., etc. And at the moment, so I've heard for a few people who are in within the stat business, is that the problem is, is that the players want paying for it. They're saying it's personal data and they want paying for it. And obviously um, the clubs are, the clubs want paying for it and the players. And that's why a lot of the stat companies and all that. And I think that, you know, it will be a point at some point where potentially they lose those vests they have for all the data. Mickey, because you know no this, one's going to want to pay. 
you we've inquired before you inquired before to why scout someone was it like 30 grand a year for the subscription fee for it mm. the, the data in football is worth everything and these clubs pay above and beyond for it so there'll always be ways to get it but you, mm. we know it's a lot of money like and you surprise people like one license to use for a year of y scout which is the most used like software for, for scouts is thirty thousand pound a year forty thousand pound a year and that's just one license to use their software because the data is so invaluable to a lot of clubs they wouldn't yeah even for us to get data even on smallest data for us it was something i think it was something like 12 grand a year mm. you can get you can get a low level where it's very basic um, but again, you're still talking thousands of pounds just to, you know, you're still looking at about three grand a year and just then, to get stuff. Well, it's also then once you get this data, what do you do with it? Which is what I don't know if Aldo's background was engineering or data software or anything as such, because he's just a journalist, but, right? But this is my was, thing. It's, he did but, start News at Den, didn't he? He built News at Den. So this is about like, but then it's what you do that day and how you digest it, which is why Brentford have done so well with, or the backing of Matthew Benham in Matchroom, or not Matchroom, whatever he's called, his company. But what would you do that day once you get it? That's the million-dollar question to find these players. But look, the Norse come out of nowhere. So is Fleming. Do you, reckon, do you reckon if we put a request in to the club to ask to interview Aldo to find out exactly what he does, what do you reckon the answer would be? <laughs> if you can pop the answer in the comments, that would be really good. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What do you think the club would do? Because I know what the club's point of view is when I asked whether or not a transfer rumour was true. That was quite comical. I like where the club's going personally, but I don't know about Aldo. I do too. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what Aldo is. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. Jack Holder, my brother-in-law was a fellow who scouted the Maku. He told me the amount of players last year he recommends to Gary Rowett, who turned his nose up at him, is mad. Players like KDH at Leicester. I was going to say, I've heard that a couple of times now. Kieran Trisby Hall, right? I don't know how true it ever is, but yeah, I've heard that a couple of times now. I mean, Jack, if your brother-in-law ever wants to come on the show, mate, just get in touch. Well, this is, um, <laughs> well, this, this is it though with, with all those, isn't it? It's like now a shift from that has got to be a club decision instead of a manager decision, isn't it? Because poor managers ain't around for a long time to see it out, really. No. Right, then we'll get on to the important part now then before we end. Um, Omar, mm-hmm. score prediction and start at 11 for tomorrow. Start 11 if he's fit. Danny back at right back. Barton goal. See, Bart, I want to keep Barton goal because I don't think he deserves to be dropped. But also I think if Sarkic is our two million pound goalkeeper whether we pay for him you've got there's got to be a point where you play him but I'd keep Barton just now I'd have Harding and Cooper centre-halves it scares the life out of me but it's got to be about four tomorrow um, and then I'd play it's, Joe Bryan's not available is he so there's got to be Murray Willis left back I think <laughs> there you go I said it um, and then I'd have midfield two of Mitchell and Denor Right wing, I'm gonna go 4 4 2, yeah. And I'm gonna go SA on the right, Watmore on the left, and Fleming and Nisbet up front 4 4 2. And the score is gonna be 3 2 Sunderland. There you go. I'll never, okay. go for, I'll never go for an away win, but there you go, Stephen. Um, I would say I think you gotta keep with Bart. I think you stick Bart in goal still. Um, if fit, I'd go Danny McNamara. Harding, Cooper. If it was me, I would go Adam Malachi. I can't. I can't have another afternoon of watching Murray Wallace try and play at left back. Uh, I would go Norton Cuffey further forward on the right hand side in front of Danny. I'd go probably what more on the left. 
Savenden or in the middle, and I'd go Nisbet and Bradshaw as a two. I'd I'd go real. I'd go back to a a real basic Brexit four four two. And I know everyone says it's old fashioned and 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 whatnot, but I just feel like we need to try and get back a little bit of a an old school feel and two strikers. And I know I've I've said it a few times. We don't really have wingers that can that can do an awful lot of damage. But Duncan Watmore is is quite creative, and Norton Cuffey does have a little bit of pace. Get some balls in the box and have two two strikers wanting to be on the end of it. Yeah, well, I, I agree. But also, just to caveat my prediction three two. I'll have four pints per game and say we'll win three nil. So. There you there go. go. <laughs> um, those of you, if you can get your starting 11 and your predictions into the comments now, and then we can have a go at reading through them um, before we close down. So, um, my my score prediction as well score draw. Okay, and, no worries. And Mickey, just a comment from someone watching online, um, Adam, you know, he says Aldo sits there all day using the in game editor and football manager to scout players. So, there you go. That's what everyone thinks of, of Aldo, pretty much, isn't it? <laughs> so, he's, so, he's so. Ben in disguise. That's it, yeah. <laughs> ben can do a better job than Aldo. Is that what we're saying? Confirmed. <laughs> it's like this now, isn't it? It's like this. It's, 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 um, Let's welcome Aldo to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a dream job, then, that. So, can I get him? I've won the Champions League with Millwall, so I've got to do better than him. There you go, there you go. <laughs> How many times um, do you, you quit and reload, though? <laughs> Steve, Steve said that before and I got highly offended, mate. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, right, go on in, Ben. Start at 11 and prediction, please, sir. Uh, so... Yeah, unfortunately, Mazza's got to start because I don't think we've got anyone else to play left mm. back. I just think it's just going to have to happen. Uh, so Bart, Mazza, Hutch, Coots. I put Leonard at right back. Casper and Mitchell in midfield. I've also pushed Norton Cuffey further forward. Fleming in behind. I've actually put Honeyman wide left and Nisbet up front. And I think two all. To be fair, if football's not available, I'll chuck in Honeyman. I, I, I think Honeyman's a good player, but just well, he doesn't fit that team, does he? At the minute, it's the problem. Ben is director of football. Brad's mum is his assistant. <laughs> She's a lovely lady. <laughs> okay. Brad can still be playing for us aged 40. So, so Bailey's been watching for a while, but not actually got involved until tonight. So, yeah, well done, ba um, well done Bailey. Don't make sure you subscribe. Um, right, Bailey said... Score prediction 2-2. Bart, Cuffey, Harding, Cooper, Lenny at left-back, Denor, Saville, SA, Fleming, Watmore, Nesbitt. Uh, Chris Brown says, fuck's sake, don't say Wallace. Um, Rob Abbott says 2-2. Bart, Leonard, Harding, Coots, Adam, Malachi, uh, Mitchell, Denor, Saville, BNC, Nesbitt, Watmore. Interesting. He's cut Fleming out. Yeah, no Fleming, yeah. 2-1 to the wall, the beginning of a nice little run. Uh, Bailey says, Jack Cart will just peel into Murray Wallace if he starts, and we might as well all go home. <laughs> I think he's right. I just hope someone clatters that little West Ham prick, Alec, Alex Pritchard. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Art, Malik, Harding, Cooper, Leonard, Mitchell, DeSav. Um, DeSav? Dinor, DeSav. Saville. <laughs> yeah. What more? Yeah, that's the new player we're getting from Belgium in, in January. <laughs> Uh, what's more, Nesbit Norton Cuffey, um, winger? I love Mill fans, don't forget, Pritchard. Mill fans never forget things like that, do we? We no. never do. No. <laughs> is what no. more fit? Why was he missing Wednesday? 
Um, there is nothing wrong with a good old 4-4-2. Millwall nil, Sunderland six, bring back Barrett. I think that's tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> Blur are better than Oasis. Oh, oh, Ben, does not have that one? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll do that for yeah, another that's show. That's for another show. Christmas. That's but, another show, that is. Anyway, how to words Cooper, that one. <laughs> Cooper Hutch, Leonard, Sav, Denor, NC, Watmore, Nesbitt, SA, 2 0 win. Uh, 1 0 no if he drops Bart, 0 0 if not Bart, Danny Mack, Coops, Harding, Leonard, Cuffy, Denor, Saville, uh, Amaku, and Nesbitt. Do you, and do you notice though? No that there's lost, more, no yeah, more and more people are, are dropping Fleming. I, because his name's not them. Jed Wallace, and he's not English. Sorry, I'll say no, I'm sorry. No, I'm not having this. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fleming. But I, I listen. I get where everyone's coming from. But you need to build this team around him. And I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna nail my my, my thing to the master that one. You've got to build your team around Zian Fleming. No, I think Zian Fleming, and then just behind Zian Fleming, Denor, and then I don't. I don't, I think Bradders needs a rest, and I would put Nesbit and Amaku up front. Is there a lot of bugs about Fleming though, because he's not interested or his body language? Or no, I think he's. I it? think he's frustration. I think it's the fact that he's just too. He's he's a football-minded player who can read the game really well, and I think the problem is that he can see where he wants to do with things, but the players are just never there when he wants to fucking put it there. Do do we think that? There's two points to this with Fleming. One, do we think that he's still carrying on a little bit of a... He's a bit pissed off that he never got his Premier League move if um, if that that was seriously on the table, which we, we believe that it was. And secondly, do, we, do you guys ever see Edwards, realistically, with how we've played in the last two games, considering we've been so open, ever go into a formation where we've got two strikers on the pitch at the same time? I think he's got to go for it tomorrow. I do think so. Um, I, I, like I swear Bailey's Omar's fucking burner account. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's pro Bradshaw and all, so it's, it's my little Ben's on him. <laughs> no, Ben, we know what Ben's are. He's got about another eight. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the, I think with the, like, I think I get the bugbear with Fleming. I really do. But he, he is, he is our mate. He's, he's our main outlet. I'm sorry. He is. And I refuse to say otherwise. Uh, I get the I get the bugbears, but he's he's been shit. So is everyone else. Like, why why are we singling this man out of everyone else? I don't understand. What is it? Bradshaw's been less than effective in pretty much all season, but yet we're all going for Fleming. Like, I don't, oh, don't all, I've been I've been calling for Nesbit to much to Ben's annoyance. <laughs> I've been calling for Nesbit to play for the last three or four weeks. So they're both uh, Bradshaw. They're Bradshaw has passed it for me now. I he's got to go. My point is like. He works hard and he's a he's a grafter up front. Let's play Bradshaw, but like, just because Fleming's not that player, I I, I get it, I, and I know some people have been calling for Bradshaw as well. But I don't know. I just think it, I think Fleming's being the scapegoat when he's the man that could turn it around for us. I think we need to be careful what we're doing here. Like, if we're all going to start turning on him, like, I don't know. I think it could just he's he's still that kind of he's that he's our he's our multi million pound asset, and we need to look after him because if we're going to sell him in half a year's time. 
he's got to be playing well. So I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really anyway. sorry. I'm really sorry, but I would be absolutely delighted if it's if we're not if we're only playing one up front tomorrow and an attacking midfielder that it's Nisbet and SA. Mm. I would be absolutely I delighted I if it's them two tomorrow. I don't disagree on recent form. I'm not, if I wouldn't be begrudge it either because I want SA to get his opportunity, and if that comes at the expense of Fleming tomorrow, I'll be fine with that. But my point is, what I'm getting at is, here is like. Like I don't know, I don't understand how we could forget last season all of a sudden. It's just, it's just, it feels crazy. Like I get everyone's coming from though. <laughs> wow, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it. I'm happy to disagree with people. Ben's burner account, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want, I want people to disagree with me. I, honestly, like, but the thing is, like, okay, you should, if he's that good, he should turn up. But there's, there's more. It's, it's a team game as well, though, isn't it? Come on, if the team's not doing it for him, how is he going to play well? Don't worry, Omar's Fleming's agent. <laughs> okay, Omar, I get I've got a... Deal. I'll get 10% of any deal. Hold on, well, before we... Just one more thing for Omar, and I'm going to... I just just point out something and see what he says here. And That's and right. Ben, perhaps. It's on to Fleming. You got the so, video from Blackpool? <laughs> no, he's played... <laughs> he's played 19 games this season, Fleming. He's got four goals and two assists. So six goal contributions in 19 games from now until the end of the season, assuming he stays in January, which I think he will. What's he get to? So how many goal has he got six goal contributions? Yeah? He's got or... six. He's got four goals, two assists in 19 games. Ben and, and Mickey, all three of you, how many goal contributions and the comments as well? How many goal contributions does Zian Fleming end up with at the end of the season? If he stays till May now, and he plays most of the games and he's available for most of them. He finishes on at least fifteen goal contributions for me. Yeah, I least. think you're about. Yeah, I think you're about right. I'm not down these talent. I was also going to say fifteen, so that's really yeah. important. <laughs> so we put a bet on it then, lads. <laughs> I think he also gets double figures in goals this year. I, 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 I get where I was coming from, and he's out of form. And I'm okay. I'm fine with dropping yeah, tomorrow. He took a bit I'll, last I'll year, though, didn't he? He but took this... a little bit to get running last year. But this is, I think you need to, like, you know, there's that. He has barren spells. Okay, let's drop him and play essay, give him the opportunity. But I think Fleming, is, oh, QPR two up. By the way, we oh, go, go back a comment around SA and Amaku because I'm starting. Not, I'm, saying I'm not turning the young lads, but I'm very. I was very like, much last year. Get them inside. They're exciting. And now I'm going. Amaku hasn't looked great in the two times he started for us. SA's clearly something wrong there because he's not getting as much game time as we all expect. So I'm just now starting to go. Um, uh, yeah, well, we we can't afford to Maku to start tomorrow and him to have a have forty five minutes like he has done. This is the question now, isn't it? It's becoming crunch time, isn't it? It feels like it's crunch time already. You have got the pressure from QPR. Like this is it. Like, can you afford to play these players? But then he's only played two games. Of well, Maku, yeah. haven't even seen him start. Right, but Maku yeah. start, started two games this year against Blackburn and. Um, and obviously Ipswich, and it's probably the worst two forty-five minutes that we've seen of him. We've only seen snippets of him before that. Just to say, if Fleming scores tomorrow, um, I'll be posted on Twitter. So be sure to. <laughs> oh look! If if, if, if he scores tomorrow, <laughs> if if he scores tomorrow, right? I will gladly, gladly accept that I got it wrong. Asking for him to potentially be dropped. That's that's not a problem. Right? How? Okay. But I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Right. Uh, on on our Twitter post earlier on, 
Obviously, Sunday, one o'clock. I want to get in this before we go. Sunday, one o'clock is the FA Cup third round draw, which could be the game really to play a lot of our youth to fucking give them a go because who cares really if we we do well, really, the league's going to be more important. But, gents, we are ball 26. Um, I don't have the balls in front of me. You can look at the balls if you want. It's on the Twitter account of ours, of the pod. Um, who do you want drawn? And would you want, do you want home or away? And who would be fucking hell, Danny, really? Always away. And I'll take that as well. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it. We'll lose 10 nil. I don't care. It's a day out. Come on. <laughs> Ten, you, mate, if we play Man City, I think there'll be a record goal scoring, especially if Wallace plays. Someone said Man United at home. I, like, if it was under Harris, I'd have loved to have seen us play these sort of teams at home, just to see, like, with Morrison and Gregory up front, what kind of game we'd lose. But I'd love to, uh, that cup form team that we had five years ago, I'd love to see a big boy come down the den, how they would have gone. You know, like Arsenal under, like Unai Emre or something like that. I would have loved to have seen that, how that would have gone down. But now it's, it's an away game because when, if we get a Premier League side, we're going to lose. But I want West Ham away, personally. That's my prediction. I'd love West Ham away. Bobby Good evening, Street. Bobby. I wonder why. I, I, would love, um, I would love Everton away because oh. it could potentially be the last uh, <laughs> opportunity to get to go to Goodison Park because I've never been. And obviously they're leaving their they're leaving their stadium, so I'd love to draw Everton. But Are realistically, we... just looking at the I'm just looking at the numbers here. Uh, we're probably going to get Morecambe away. I'll take so, it. Uh, new ground, new I'll ground. Yeah, I'll take it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it is that would be a new ground for me. But and if we get Morecambe away, guys, I'm really really sorry. I'll say that now. You, that'll be clipped, and I'll get absolutely hammered for it. But oh, yeah, look that, Everton I'm away. Not... <laughs> we'll be on the lookout for Tyson Fury. Walk him away. Come on, down <laughs> no. the bay. Let's go. <laughs> Everton, Everton away would be dangerous. Yeah, it's um, got to be West Ham away. It's got, Liverpool but... away would be thingy. West Ham at the, at the taxpayer-funded stadium would be fantastic. I know like we're, we're, I, I, we're not a football podcast. We're a Mill podcast, right? And it's, it's for me, if you're a Mill supporter, there's no other draw you want aside from West Ham away on, on Sunday. There's no other draw. And forget the football for a minute. It's obvious reasons. West Ham away, that rivalry to be rekindled. I'd love it to go back to, to that stadium. There's no way to police it. It'd be absolute carnage. We'd love it and have a day and have a great time. West but Ham you away. know, oh, there is no, you way. Know there is no way to police absolute it. Absolute carnage right. to police Stratford. Imagine that. I know it. Like that, that. There's no way whatsoever that can get policed. And it would be absolute carnage. I'd love it. They might lay on coaches for us to get or something. That's the only way to navigate people getting there in one position. I'd love it. West Ham away, please. You're getting, you're getting everyone so excited, mate. We're 100 percent getting made stone or barrow. I know, but I always want the hope. <laughs> I think it'll, I think if we get West Ham, it'll be a fucking half past five kickoff in the morning, mate, and it'll be <laughs> Arsenal. Oh, he has gone again. If it's a half five, if, if it's a half five kickoff on in, in the morning, I'd start at twelve at midnight. Five two, doesn't matter. We're going. No, <laughs> We're having it. it. That's it. <laughs> Right then, gents, any last thoughts? Um, also, just quickly in the comments before we do go, do you want Omar back for another show? Show him the love um, and say, yes, we want Omar back. Um, you can, uh, if you want him back, because, you know, we've got to show him the love because otherwise he won't come back. That's his payment, you see. It's uh, it's the comments to get him back. Horsham, uh, fucking hell. Yeah, I love Horsham. Or um, AFC Wimbledon. It's like going to the <clears throat> to the old Millwall team because there's a lot of ex 
Millwall commercial team and all that lot there. There's a few few teams like that, I think, on there. I would. I, the only one I want is West Ham. Get a restraining order on Joe, by the way. <laughs> huh? The comment from Colin Parsfield. Yes, get rid and get restraining order on Joe. Joe. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone else what seems to be a, a fan of Joe's, isn't he? Team Omar. Oh, cheers, Daddy. <laughs> Might as well. And Fleming needs to drop seeds guys tomorrow. See you later, Bobby. Um so yeah, we're pretty much it's like you are done, Mickey. Yeah, Mickey's yeah. done. You're always yeah, happy guy, mate. Do you want me to wrap up for you? No, that's it. We're all done. Yeah. Any all any right. final words, gents? Uh, please invest in better internet, Mickey. Well, you'll be coming round to sort that out. <laughs> Fleming out, SA in. Come on, lines. Yeah. Peter, don't forget, mate, that fucking I was part of the team what got got your boy to walk out the Wonderwall team, mate. So you know, small small memory there, fella. Don't 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 pick <laughs> on me, mate. Do you know what I mean? Fucking. Mate, look at this. Omar is a legend. <laughs> uh, Omar has to stay for the Fleming Bants. Yeah, come on, because he's got another score. good show, boys. Three points tomorrow. Omar <laughs> has to talk sense about Fleming. There you go. All right, I'm getting confident now. We're going to win tomorrow now. I'm not, I'm not even. No, I'm going. Do you want to know mine? I'm going for two nil Millwall. That's yeah. it. We're all done, mate. I'm going. We're done? Yep. Tell everyone. Laters. Thanks for joining. Make sure you subscribe. All that usual. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans.